Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of the Primetime 2019 NFL Breakdown of the Positions. Last week, our NFL Draft Guru, Justin Van Poolburton, joined us as we broke down the quarterbacks. And this week, Justin is once again joining the program as we break down the top prospects as of today from the running back position. If you want more of Justin, you can go to his site, footballnextlevel.com. You can also find him on Twitter at jvanpoolburton. Fullpen. It's J V A N F U L P E N. With that said, Justin, welcome back to another edition. How's the day treating you, my man? Hey, you know, we're one day closer to the NFL draft, so isn't that better? Isn't it that, that, you know, we're getting to where we want to be, right? You know, another day, another yeah. day closer down to the NFL combine and hanging with you. So, I mean, that's always a good day. That's exactly right. And I, I, I just, you know, because these are some of the things that you. You think about but you put off, you put off, and I'm sitting here and I'm waiting for us to do the show. I'm like, you know what, you better put your senior bowl credentials in right now before it's too late. So I did that right before the program. The Shrine credentials are in. And then, uh, like, you know, I think we got a little bit of time for the combine before those are even available. But, uh, like I said, those are the things that sneak up on you because you don't think about it. You know, it's, it's, it's Christmas time, your Christmas shop, and you just got done with Thanksgiving. The last thing you're thinking about is, you know, you know, where am I going to be in January and February? But, uh, you know, you know, because you're part of this process that, uh, you know, this is when things pick up. Uh, now, this draft class, we talked a little bit about the running backs last week, how, you know, we don't have those, you know, there's not a Todd Gurley, a Zeke Elliott, you know, nobody's going to crave the Davin Cooks and Leonard Fournette's in this upcoming class. But nonetheless, I think a talented class, and we know these guys get pushed down on value anyways, just because, uh, you know, I think just supply and demand kind of suits what the NFL needs. But, again, we always appreciate your insight and your analogies of what you bring. And I know the listeners out there always take a liking to what you have to say. So, Justin, you know, let's start rambling these guys off. We got the top ten running back prospects for 2019. Now, the guy that was my number one guy got hurt on the 10th of September, and that was Rodney Anderson from Oklahoma. I don't know if he's still going to make your top ten, but he was my number one. And now without him in that mix because, you know, he suffered the ACL injury, you know, I kind of look at, you know, a little bit of this draft classes, you know, what you, I guess, what you want compared to, you know, the one guy that everybody assumes is the elite one. But with that said, let's start taking us uh, through the top 10 and, and who's your number one back right now. Well, I think right now, you know, it's a uh, junior David Montgomery out of Iowa state, uh, a big physical, you know, running back kind of do it all there, you know, averaged, you know, uh, close to five yards this year to carry, you know, over a thousand yards back-to-back seasons, 12 touchdowns this year. Um, you know, didn't catch the ball as much as he did, you know, last year, but still a guy who can catch the ball out, you know, out of the backfield, um, you know, but he's definitely, you know, right now, I think if he declares 
would be on a lot of teams' boards, you know, their number one, you know, running back. Again, like you said, there's no first-round draft pick, um, you know, there in this year's class of, of running backs. So everybody's going to get pushed down and kind of wait and kind of see kind of what value uh, they can get in the third, fourth, fifth, you know, round. I think, you know, you're going to see a, a lot of, you know, again, all these running backs kind of get pushed down a round or two based on, you know, what, what they would have gone, you know, said there would have been, you know, a couple of these top, you know, top backs, you know, because teams always – they don't want to get left out. So you always see a run in the draft and you won't see a running back draft in the first round this year, most likely, uh, unless a team, you know, kind of, you know, falls in love with somebody. So, but, you know, number one, I think it's David Montgomery, the, the Iowa state junior. Again, he hasn't said he's going to declare, but all indications are that he will be available for the 2019 NFL draft. Yeah. You know, and let's just get this out there. When we do the program, we're under the assumption if they're eligible for the draft, we're going to include them in the, and the prospects of things. So granted, they may not declare, but just the assumption is if they have eligibility, just like Dwayne Haskins last week, we spoke about him and what his potential is, even though, you know, he's a sophomore, but he has the eligibility. Again, we don't know what his decision is going to be, but again, the rest of these guys, because there's plenty of underclassmen that go around. And I was just looking at some numbers prior to us going on air and uh, looking at the top 10 leading rushers in the FBS right now, Five of the top ten are sophomores or freshmen. So that kind of shows you that next year's class, we're going to have the same conversation of how many juniors and then seniors are going to kind of make that leap. And, you know, or I should say, you know, uh, you know, sophomore juniors, if they have the eligibility, how many of these guys are going to make the leap? And, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin, you know, he's going to be a guy in the mix, especially with the, you know, the, the way the Wisconsin backs are kind of used. They always are prominent in the draft, regardless of how they pan out. They're always guys that are going to be, uh, you know, under that radar. So we got David Montgomery, the Iowa State running back, 1,000-yard rusher this year, very, very powerful back, um, very strong in between the tackles. Who's your number two guy, Justin? Well, I, I think, you know, I just want to, you know, piggyback on your comment in regards to the sophomores. Next year's draft class, we will have multiple first-round running backs. Like you said, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, uh, you know, or multiple, multiple guys will go, you know, in the first round, probably two, you know, or more there, but, you know, and then, you know, so I think that's a great point that you bring up there in regards to kind of the future of the running backs kind of is it's 2020, 2021, you know, in their draft class there. Uh, but second year, as far as in the 2019 draft would be senior Damian Harris out of Alabama. Again, another 5'11", 215 pound running back. A lot of people were surprised that he came back for his senior season there at Alabama. Obviously as a sophomore and a junior was a thousand yard back. Uh, this year averaged, you know, 6.1 yards per carry. You know, definitely a guy, you know, he's an Alabama back. Those guys are always talented runners. Some guys are better, you know, than others. You know, they've, they've kind of, you know, since kind of Mark Ingram, nobody's kind of been that feature back there, whether it's Derrick Henry, you know, et cetera, you know, as you go down the line of the backs. But Damien Harrison is a guy, you know, that's got all the physical tools. Again, was high with the NFL scouts in the spring with the two scouting services uh, and definitely, you know, is a guy who, you know, should go, uh, you know, right after David Montgomery, you know, they're probably in the second round uh, tier when those guys could go off the board, you know, in, the, in April. Definitely. And I think one of the benefits for Harris right now is, uh, you know, there's still some other running, but obviously there's always there. I mean, you know, they're five deep at every position in Alabama, but, you know, Harris doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on his body. So, you know, you're getting a kind of a freshly, 
you know, talented kid who really didn't have a heavy workload, even though he's at a predominant school. But, you know, they've been keeping him relatively fresh. And, again, I mean, I love his forward lane. I think, you know, he has powerful legs. I mean, he's a real pure running back, and he has that NFL frame to kind of, you know, work between the tackles and kind of get the job done and kind of eat up those carries, you know, if they want to give him in that plentiful fashion, you know, kind of get their repetitions up where, you know, at least as the saying goes, running backs still the most comfortable. So we got David Montgomery, Iowa State, followed by Damian Harris, the Bama standout. Who's number three on your board right now? Well, I think a guy who a lot of people were surprised, again, another guy who came back for a senior season that hadn't had the year, obviously even close to what he had as a junior, is Bryce Love. I mean, Bryce Love rushed for, you know, almost 2,200 yards, you know, last year, averaged 8.1 yards a carry, scored 19 touchdowns was just, a, you know, a guy who people were like, okay, you know, Chris McCaffrey was in the league. Okay, now we got Bryce Love, and, you know, he should just be that same type of guy. And a lot of people, again, in regards to the, the scouting world, had him graded as a first-round draft pick, you know, in the spring and just hasn't played, hasn't been healthy, you know, hasn't done what he, you know, obviously wanted to do. Uh, again, I think his injury and not being as productive as he was, you know, there, you know, kind of slides him down. You know, we've got to see what the medical is with him. Uh, you know, is he going to be healthy? What do we, do we do at the combine? You know, again, you hope that, hey, he can kind of resurrect, uh, you know, where he was at, you know, kind of coming into the season, you know, there in April. Uh, but, again, he hasn't, you know, hasn't played to the level that people expected him to and what he did as a as a junior. And I think the standpoint of is, you know, how big is, is he? That's one thing, you know, what's his true height weight? Uh, when we get to – if he goes to the senior bowl – you know, um, it, you know, we'll get a true measurement on him. Definitely get a true measurement on at the combine. You know, again, is he five nine, one hundred ninety eight pounds? You know, one hundred ninety pounds, two two oh five. You know, what what really is because he, he's kind of that smaller frame guy, and that's something you worry about with the injury history that he's had. You know, this this year. That's funny you say that because you know I'm looking just as we talk. You know, I'm looking at the notes I have on Bryce Lovin. You know, my my concerns are one his weight and and. And running backs, I mean, you know, this is the first thing I, you know, when I look at a running back, you know, when you kind of go through this process is, you know, height, weight. And, and when you look at the landscape and you can go through the history of the NFL, and I'm sure somebody can find one guy, but the overall result is if you're under 200 pounds, you're, you're not going to be a bell cow. You're not going to be an NFL running back. It's just the way it is. It's the way the cookie crumbles. You know, you can be 5'8", 207, but you're 5'10", 196, you know, 6'189". It's just there's just not a avenue for you. So I'm very interested in him. You know, I, I think he is a unique prospect in terms of his production, like you said, from last year. But, you know, that production is kind of lacked, and you talk about all those things, height, weight, injury, <clears throat> moving forward. So uh, I think Bryce Love's going to be an interesting guy, especially once he gets to the next level, kind of how that frame holds up and how he performs. So we got your top three guys. Once again, you're listening to the 2019 Primetime Show featuring Justin Van Volpen, I'm Bo Marchant, as we break down the 2019 best available top 10 running backs as of this point in this draft process. We got David Montgomery, Iowa State, Damian Harris from Bama, and the Bryce Love from Stanford working on the number four running back, Justin, who you have on your list. Well, I think you look at Daryl Henderson, the junior out of Memphis. You know, if you look at him, last year he averaged 8.9 yards a carry, had a long of 82. This year he averaged 8.9 yards a carry with a long of 82, (laughs) scored 22 touchdowns, you know, almost 2,000 yards. You know, um, just an explosive guy. I think you saw it, you know, last week against, you know, UCF in a loss. 
you know, had 210, you know, yards on 16 carries, you know, averaged 13.1 yards a carry, had three touchdowns, you know, had that long of 82, uh, you know, last week in the championship game. You know, he's just a dynamic guy. You know, if you look at his per games, you know, he's had multiple 200-yard games, has games that he's averaged over 16 yards a carry, you know, when, you know, just, just a guy who's dynamic, you know, hasn't caught the ball as much, you know, this year, but, he, you know, when he has, you know, again, just a, just a playmaker. Again, we talk about size, and, you know, he's listed at 5'9", 200 pounds. That's where we, you know, that's where we got to see what he really is. Uh, again, another junior, does he declare early? I think he will. Uh, just when you talk about, you know, running backs, um, you know, they just have so many carries, and you don't have a ton of, you know, shelf life there in the NFL. So, once you can kind of get out there and you've shown your ability, you know, I expect Daryl Henderson to, to you know, uh, apply and, and be granted early entry into the NFL you know, draft. And just a guy, again, who's a dynamic playmaker, kind of that scat back. You know, is he an every down back in the NFL? Probably not, but is he a, a great change of the pace, third down back, get his ball in his hands, and just let him be explosive. Definitely. And, uh, you know, Memphis hasn't seen a guy like that since D'Angelo Williams was coming out of the draft process. So it's been a while. But uh, like I said, uh, yeah, Henderson is a playmaker. Just a fun guy to watch. I mean, you know, you're on a college Saturday. Your mom from Memphis go at it. I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna love watching what this guy do. So we got Daryl Henderson, Memphis Tigers running back on the fourth slot. Justin, who's the fast guy? Well, I think you know, uh, you know. Here's the question: Is Rodney Anderson your number one guy? Is he where is he healthy or is he not healthy? What is that medical you know kind of check out there? Because if you look at him you know, as a sophomore, when they made, you know, kind of that run there with Baker Mayfield, he was a guy who was, you know, his kind of his running mate, you know, averaged 6.2 yards a carry, but just, you know, started off the year hot at five carries for 100 yards against Florida Atlantic, you know, then got banged up against, you know, UCLA, uh, you know, again, is he healthy? Because again, he's a big physical back. You talk about a guy who's 6'1", 220 pounds. Again, he's a guy who could be a feature back in the NFL. The question is, is where's his knee? You know, and again, I was surprised that he decided to declare just because of, hey, you know, he he, he would have, you know, if he comes back and he's healthy and stays healthy, he really kind of goes back and probably that number one running back position, you know, you're really competing for that next year. But now he's going to get dinged because, again, he's hurt. He, he probably won't be able to do everything there at the combine, you know, and depending on how his healing process is. You know, uh, will he be able to do it, you know, before the draft? Will he get a true 40-yard dash on him? Uh, I mean, I think those are the concerns. But, again, he's just that talented enough that he'll get drafted, you know, probably in the, you know, third, fourth round just based on his film. And, again, but, again, the medical's got to check out. If he doesn't check out medically, he slips, you know, farther down, you know, but is still a talented back that will get drafted just based on, uh, you know, his, his film that he's had in the past. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, he is a, I think a true, granted healthy. Um, I mean, he is a true, you know, true three down option at the running back position. I mean, the kick and catch, pick up the blitz. He can obviously run the football. I mean, some of these guys limited in, you know, in terms of what they're going to do, um, you know, in terms of catching the ball, very seldom used a lot of these guys coming out. But I mean, uh, you know, in that Sooners offense, they utilize a guy like him, a la how they did Joe Mixon, you know, a guy that can catch and run. And we saw him go very early despite, you know, the off field issues, uh, you know, Mixon was still talented enough. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, we'll see once that medical evaluation comes back, um, you know, we'll see what the green light is for teams on draft day. And, uh, you know what, I think April 25th, 26th, 27th, 
um, you know, this thing will get carried off in 2019. Um, Justin, who is number six on your list, buddy? Well, I think Benny Snell, the, the running back out of Kentucky, um, you know, you look at him from his freshman year at 1,000 yards, average 5.9 yards a carry as a sophomore, over 1,000 yards, average 5.1. This year, 1,300 yards, averaging five, you know, 14 touchdowns. I mean, just a guy who's been a workhorse, um, you know, since he kind of came there to Lexington. Again, another physical big back. He's not going to blow you away with breakaway speed, but he's going to be kind of that consistent guy, you know, just that chain mover. Uh, you know, there, and again, I think is, is valued right around kind of that six, seven position with a lot of NFL teams. Um, again, we're going to have to see what his true 40 time is because that's his, his big knock on it is does he have got breakaway speed? Is he a 4-4 guy or a 4-6 guy? Uh, that's going to determine a lot when we kind of get down to those final, you know, grades down there. But again, can the guy play? Has he put up great film? Is he kind of that mutter, as they would say back in the day? You know, just kind of just always falling forward and just, just again, a physical, you know, running back, you know, limited as a pass catcher, you know, there. But again, if you're if you're talking about just a first and second down running back where you're trying to just be physical, uh, you know, there, um, definitely a guy who people will look forward to again. He's a bigger bigger back we don't have a ton of bigger thicker backs in this year's draft class yeah it's a small class and like i said i mean you look at uh you know rodney anderson he's really the only big size back quadri olson uh another big back from Pitt. but again absent of those guys um, a lot of smaller frame bodies that we're looking at in this upcoming draft class 2019 uh we have david montgomery going at one damon harrison from bama at two bryce love stanford three Darrell Henderson, Memphis at four, Rodney Anderson, Oklahoma at five, and Justin has Benny Snell, the Kentucky running back at six, leading us to the seventh running back on Justin's list. Shoot him off, Justin. Well, I think Justice Hill, you know, the running back out of, you know, Oklahoma State, you know, just decided he was the, the kind of declare again a kind of a, you know, 5'10, 190 pound scat back, but again, can get the, you want to get this, the hands in his ball, hands. Uh, you know, with him, you know, and different things like that. And, and again, a dynamic guy uh, with his, with the, you know, the ball in his hands, just again, he can catch the ball in the backfield again, limited as a, as a route runner, but I think he'll get better at the next level just on his sure athleticism and what he can do getting in and out of breaks as a receiving type running back. But again, I, I like his playmaking ability. And again, that's why you want to, you know, get the ball, you know, there in Hill's hands. Yeah, and, you know, it just always seems like Oklahoma uh, State always has a playmaker from, you know, somewhere on that offense there's going to be a guy who makes plays, uh, you know, and, uh, again, I think you mentioned Hill. Uh, he he kind of translates into everything I said, a very just potent playmaker and uh, put the ball in his hands, and usually some good stuff is going to result after that. Justin, we're I, man, this show is flying. We're up to eight, and we're going to nine to ten, but who's the eighth guy on your board? Well, you got Karan Higdon, the running back, this, you know, another senior, you know, um, on, on the list, a 5'10", 200-pound, you know, running back who kind of was that workhorse, you know, this year for University of Michigan who really kind of, you know, got their season going until they, you know, ran into Ohio State. Uh, but, again, a guy who's just kind of that, hey, give him the ball. You see, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you know, 100-yard games, you know, there this season. And when the, he was running for 100 yards, they were winning. Uh, you know, we saw what he did against, you know, against Ohio State, you know, didn't have a, 100 yards and, and they lost. So, again, uh, but a guy who's a, between the tackles, can get outside, has some speed, uh, limited, you know, as a pass receiver. But, again, a physical running back that you want to see in first and second down 
there. And, again, I think we'll be a good, uh, solid pro at the next level. Definitely. And, and, and I'm curious, I mean, when you when you start talking about, you know, the, the, some of these guys at the next level, and, uh, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, some of these guys with, the, you know, like a guy like Bryce Love, how much do you think teams are going to just kind of concentrate on, you know, his junior film compared to his senior tape and, and you know, and where, and where they kind of even that out? I mean, you know, how much they, stock do they put, you know, one or the other and, and when they do the total evaluation? Well, really, I mean, obviously those scouts want to see what did you do for me lately, you know. Um, so, I mean, the majority of your evaluation is going to be, you know, that senior uh, film, you know, there. Uh, again, they have their grade and their evaluation that they wrote of them as a junior, so it's not going to be something they're going to discount. Uh, but they, they want to know, okay, hey, you know, this guy's had injury history. Had, we, it, do we know if this is going to be a long-term thing? Is this guy now, because he's gotten banged up so much, is this the player that we're getting? So they really try to, you know, focus most of their attention when they're evaluating and kind of putting that board together, you know, off, you know, what they saw last, you know, and obviously that's being the senior season uh, there for, you know, these guys that we're talking about with injury hitchers, like a, you know, a Bryce you know, Love uh, there. Excellent stuff. Once again, Justin Van Fulpen. You can follow him on Twitter at jvanfulpen, and then you can also check out his work at Football Next Level. Incredible stuff. And and Justin, as I always tell you guys, brings a, such a vast knowledge of so many aspects of the game. You know, it's not only just the scouting service part of it, but it's also you know the agent side of it and all the details. And and, and even if you know you're a parent or anyone just you know wanting to see some of the processes that you want to look into as your, your child might be going through this process. Again, Justin brings a, a litany of uh, great information for, you know, you just kind of devour. If you love the draft, I, I, I strongly encourage you to go to the site and, and check out the information. Justin, you've listed eight guys. We have two left. So who's the ninth running back on your list right now? Well, you know, I think a guy who you, you know, really like and, and probably seen a lot being in that area is Miles Sanders, the running back out of uh, Penn State. Uh, you know, again, obviously played behind Saquon Barkley, you know, and as, as a junior, only rushed for 191 yards this year, you know, almost 1,300 yards rushing, you know, there. And it was kind of their playmaker, you know, that they had throughout the season, you know, and had, you know, five, you know, over 100-yard games, had a 200 game against Illinois. Um, you know, again, here's a guy who, okay, and, and a lot of people, you know, kind of have him, you know, not in the top five of, of running backs. You know, does he does he go back to Penn State? Does he come out? You know, early, you know, that's that's just a guy who, you know, will be have to watch and see, you know, there. But again, we're talking about we don't have a lot of these big, solid, you know, physical backs. And he is, you know, 5'11", 215 pounds, you know, so he's kind of one of those guys. We've got Rodney Anderson, you know, we've got uh, Benny Snell and him that are really those guys that is prototypical, you know, size for the running back. Everybody else is a little thin, a little light you know, a little, you know, smaller, you know, just in stature standpoint there. So these are the guys that, hey, these guys could potentially be, you know, three down backs, third down backs. So, again, so that's the question. I'm sure, you know, there's a pitch to try to keep, you know, Miles Sanders there and um, with Penn State. And I'm sure James Franklin is, is recruiting him, you know, and trying to get a lot of information of where he would go in the NFL draft. Yeah, definitely. A guy I'm very high on. We spoke earlier, and uh, like I said, uh, being able to kind of see him up live, put the binoculars on him, um, he brings a lot of exciting things uh, to the table. And like we discussed, um, you know, absent of playing behind a guy like Saquon Barkley, I think, you know, there's just such a 
a letdown after that, no matter how good the kid plays. Uh, you know, you're just kind of thinking about, you know, what that rookie's doing in New York and thinking about what he did at Penn State. But uh, they really got another gem, I think, in Sanders. And, again, he won't have the hype. He does not have the hype now. We'll not have it even as we approach the draft. But uh, still, even this year and next year, but a quality guy. Justin, you've listed nine, and uh, we're right on cue. Um, who's the tenth and uh, final back, I guess, of the night on your top ten list? Well, I mean, Travion Williams, the the junior out of Texas A&M, you know, again, you know, a smaller frame back, 5'9", 200 pounds, but has just been dynamic again when he's gotten the ball in his hands, rushed for over 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Uh, you know, I, I watched – you watched that LSU game because, again, you, that seven overtime, and he, you know, rushed for almost 100 <laughs> – you know, almost 200 yards, excuse me. You know, I mean, he was just dynamic with the with the ball in his hands against a top-level defense, and a thing we've talked about here, and you know, you always mention in regards to, hey, if you're drafting a defender and he's from LSU, you got a good shot of that guy being successful. And again, he played against the, you know, his best level of competition that season, uh, you know, and played at a high level. And that's one thing, you know, when these when these teams are evaluating, you know, their level of competition and how did this player to do, they're they're doing full game tapes. Uh, they're looking at the top level of competition. So, you know, he played against LSU, uh, Auburn, uh, Alabama, Clemson. So, you know, what did he do against, you know, those those teams against Clemson and, and um, Alabama? Not great there, but, you know, came in and played real well against an Auburn defense and LSU defense, defense that will have, you know, guys that will play at the next level. So, again, that's when you're kind of, you know, trying to get into a scout's mind they're looking at and evaluating against best level of competition. They don't care what you get, what he did against Northwestern State, you know, where he rushed for 240 <laughs> yards. You know, again, and not not to discredit any of those athletes and any of those players that are there, but there's there's not any NFL talent there on Northwestern State. LSU, a lot of guys playing at the next level. Yeah, definitely. You're exactly right, and 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 then that's how the process goes. I mean, you know, some guys they know just maybe on pure athleticism they're special. But the majority of the guys there, they're going to tape the best tape, see what they did against the best talent on the opposing side, you know, either offense or defense. And then, uh, and Williams has definitely done it on probably one of the highest, uh, you know, collegiate uh, you know levels in the SEC that you can find. And like you said, the numbers back themselves, over 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns. And uh, like I said, the kid is dynamic in so many ways. You're dynamic, Justin, in so many ways. And uh, next week we'll be bringing you the wide receivers. Um what, what, why don't you give us a little preview? I mean, uh, in terms, of, I guess, just give us a grade. I mean, is this an A, a B, a C? What type of class are we looking at at receiver for next year? Uh, uh, you, know, I, you know, again, this is probably, you know, another down year for the receivers. You know, probably, you know, B. You know, even with the, with the underclassmen coming out there. I mean, this year's draft, I know ABC, we talked a little bit about that last week. You know, this year's draft, it's not about fantasy football. You know, people were excited about, you know, this, this past draft in regards to you had all the quarterbacks, you had Saquon Barkley, and then when and then in the summer, everybody was, you know, drafting Saquon Barkley in the first round as a fantasy, you know, guy. There's there's not a lot of guys, you know, that really kind of look there. And you look at, you know, uh, Nikhil Henry, Paris Campbell, uh, you know, this Hakeem Butler, uh, Colin Johnson, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I mean, you know, again – they're all solid guys, but are they going to be able to hit the ground running? Are they going to be first-round draft picks? You know, and again, I think I think there is going to be a couple of first-round receivers like we had last year, but are there's going to be a litany of them, and are they going to go in the top ten? No, and that's, again, when we're talking about sexy, you know, things. I mean, there's going to be a lot of defensive guys, so 
people that are watching it, I know they're, you know, ABC is going to do some musical acts. Well, they better have some really good musical acts for the people who, you know, don't care about defensive line from Clemson. <laughs> yeah, because there's a plenty. You mentioned them uh, during the top 100 list. Um, there's going to be plenty of Clemson linemen coming off that board on uh, on Thursday night in primetime television and uh, an exciting time. Justin, you are the absolute best. As always, we appreciate your time and your valued insight on all these upcoming prospects, and I can't wait to kind of hit another episode next Monday, 7 o'clock, as we break down the receivers. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to talking receivers. And, again, there's good receivers there, and we'll get the top ten there for, for people to kind of get their feet wet for the 2019 NFL draft. Awesome stuff, man. Once again, that is Justin Van Fulpen. You can find his work at Football Next Level. You can also follow him on Twitter at jvanfulpen. And uh, like I said, hit him up, give him a follow. And as always, we appreciate you guys. You give us such a warm welcome with the listens. And uh, again, we're, we're glad you appreciate what we're bringing to the table. As always, we appreciate you stopping by the C2P. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh,